Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot au. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. For those listening on Sunday, thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue diving deep for the marine news as they do every Sunday from eleven thirty till noon. If you want to get in touch with Out of the Pan, there's lots of ways to do it. You can email out of the pan eight five five at gmail dot com. You can text in six one four zero one zero seven eight nine eight one. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And you can also um, look for us on Facebook out of the pan three cr eight five five am Melbourne, or look for my page Sally Goldner. Well, uh, we opened up abundantly with a track about polyamory. And that's Pete Hayden and never could give my heart to one. And there's a very special reason for playing that. Well, there's lots of special abundant reasons for playing that because I'm joined in the studio by someone who I think is one of Australia's polyamory experts. She modestly denies it, but we refuse to let her be modest. And Hunter, welcome once again to 3CR. Thank you, Sally. It's a joy to be here as always. On a on a balmy Sunday out there. Mm, yeah, it is. Um, but there's nothing balmy about a very special guest who's visiting Australia next year, who I must start working about getting in on this program and having a chat with, but she's doing lots of chats. Tell us about Janet Hardy. Well, before I do, Sally, I just have to start by congratulating Transgender Victoria and you in particular for the Human Rights Award this week. That was spectacular and incredibly well-deserved. Go you. And it was a great accepted speech as well. So, Oh, look, thank you. Look, um, we'll get to, hope if we have time today or maybe next week, talk about that. I've sort of taken about um, three days to um, come down, but uh, not totally um, because although we... There's no visual here as we just take the the logie out of the bag. Here it is here. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, it is, It is. look, um, well, we'll chat about it briefly now and then more later. But, yeah, look, it was an amazing, amazing moment um, on many levels. But I think most of all, yes, it was, you know, a great award for Transgender Victoria. But I just really think, I hope it sends a message to trans people that after climbing and climbing, you know, we're just as much a part of the landscape as all those other issues that people you know know are part of the human rights landscape such as race or um you know sexism in the more traditional terms etc 
and mm. that if we do it right, we can be recognised and be part of it. And I really hope it sends that message that people see our issues as important. That, I think, is the really critical thing that we can be in that landscape with other people. Absolutely. Yep. And I think you have done so much work to position yourself there. Well done. Thank you so much. Um, as I say, we'll have more of a chat about that later, but um, you're the guest in the house. <laughs> so Janet. Janet Hardy. Janet. So Janet Hardy is the author of the book The Ethical Slut, co-authored with Dossie Easton. Mm-hmm. And um, The Ethical Slut is often referred to as the polyamory Bible. Yep. It um, is always the first book that I refer people to mm-hmm. who are interested in learning about polyamory. And Janet is absolutely one of one of the very, very top poly elders in the world. Totally. Um, a, a, a leader and a thinker, a deep thinker on a range of issues. Um, she's particularly um, interested in uh, gender issues. Mm. Um, but, you know, she's just a fantastic community elder around this. And she's coming out here and we are having the most extraordinary opportunity. My business partner, Tatha, and I, who, who are part of your relationship, Toolbelt, mm-hmm. we are supporting her in running Australia's first polyamory intensive weekend. And this is going to be spectacular. It's already selling out really fast. This yeah. is um, this is the, the week after Pride March, mm-hmm. so the 7th and 8th of February. And uh, we're going to have uh, the first day is more um, for relative newcomers to polyamory and the second day we'll, we'll be diving in deep into some of the issues that come up um, in non-monogamy that don't necessarily come up in monogamy. Ah, okay. So just so without giving too much away, what would be a, you know one thing out of each day? We'll say the first day where it's at um, the more, as you say, sort of starting level, but the second day where it goes in deeper, you're able to give, say, a hint so people can get in. Okay, so some, some of the things that we're looking at covering are things like jealousy, obviously, mm-hmm. um, is a big one, um, and um, uh, developing a sen- you know, your own sense of safety um, mm-hmm. in a relationship. Uh, being able to communicate with metamors, that's your lover's other lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else are we looking at? Uh, conflict, managing differing needs, how to, how to manage the, the various needs, which of course is always an issue in any relationship. But the more people that you have involved or connected um, in, rela- in multiple relationships, the more complicated that can become sometimes. Totally. Yeah, so there's some of the some of the the issues that we'll be covering. Um, it's going to be a, we've been we've been um, skyping with with Janet and developing the the program, and it's going to be fantastic. Also, we're going to give Janet a good chance to give us just some of her story, some mm. of her experience, which is what I'm hanging out to hear more of. Um, she is, as I said, she's such a deep thinker, and she's had such an amazing experience in the kink world. Um, as I said, with with gender issues, with polyamory, with non-monogamy, with just a whole range of um, n- beyond the mono-heteronormative lifestyle. And uh, I love listening to her. She's fabulous. Oh, look, she, she certainly is. And you've touched on, I think, a few things there. You know, her, first sticking to Janet Hardy for just the moment, the wealth of knowledge that she has and that she is mm. the deep thinker. But there's the old saying... Quiet waters run deep, and sometimes mm. Janet comes across perhaps as the quieter of the the pair compared to <laughs> Darcy. Yes, maybe quieter, but um, 
she everything that comes out of her mouth will be profoundly thought out. Yeah, yeah. And if she hasn't thought of something, she'll be very upfront about it. She she never you know, she will never ever give you a superficial answer. Yeah. What? There's something she hasn't thought about in terms of <laughs> relationships, gender and similar? Um I'm sure there are some things that I actually, to be perfectly honest, I haven't come across it yet. Yeah. But the the point is that she will be very clear um, and 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 concise, and it'll be it'll be well thought out. It'll be about her experience. But for example, one of the no, here's one of the things that we were talking about whether we could separate to the weekend run a poly leadership thing, um, uh, looking particularly at issues that come up in all communities, you know, things, uh, difficult issues around conflict and violence and consent and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And um, that was something she said that she she uh, has done less of, um, actually stepping up and leading the community. Now, of course, she is a community leader, which we've all seen. But, you know, she's, she's very clear on what her um, experience is, and her experience is so broad. It's just amazing the number of things that she's covered. She's fabulous. Really fabulous. Yeah, well, um, you know, I think there's, well, you know, there's, there's a lot in there, in there as well. But I think the thing is that being perhaps the quieter compared to Dossie, perhaps she doesn't get, I know she's widely recognised, but perhaps not as, even as widely as she could be. Well, one of the reasons that she's not as widely recognised is that she originally wrote under the pen name Catherine A. List. Ah. And this was while her son was underage because she didn't want him to have to deal at school with having, you know, being the son of a mother who wrote the book on polyamory. Right. Um, she didn't want him have to have to deal with that at school. Once he, he came of age, she um, has gone back to using her name and um, all uh, later publications of The Ethical Slut now have Janet Hardy on it rather than Catherine oh. List. But that's one of the reasons that her name is less known because uh, for the first, I don't know how long, how many years it was, um, it wasn't her name that was on the book. Okay. Didn't I didn't know that. See, they, mm. well, so, I mean, and that's, you know, I mean, she's just made such an amazing contribution. So, you know, mm. um, it is important that, A, we, you know, honour that and acknowledge that mm. and, B, that, um, well, you know, her work gets out there because mm. it, you know, is, has, I think it would be fair to say it's been life-changing for thousands of people. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Mm. I mean, and I'm one of them. You know, we only heard about the term probably around the time the book got published, I think. And I'd been doing non-monogamy for five or six years at that point. Um, And it was just so refreshing. Such a, oh, I'm not weird. Oh, Mm. there are other people. Oh, Oh, it's possible to do this ethically and there are other people who've done it and they've thought it out. Oh, my goodness, there are some signposts Mm. because up until that point there were no signposts. And it was such a relief for me personally yeah. reading that book and made such a difference. So, and, and I, we hear this all the time. Quite often people come to say polyvic mm. um, and they'll have come because they'll have picked up the book in a bookshop somewhere and mm-hmm. they'll have flicked through it and then bought it and then you know, gone, this is me. Yeah. Here, I, you know, finally somebody is describing how I want to live my life. Yeah. Um, well, very true. There's a few. There's a few things, in there. and just one thing. When was the book first published? Um, Ninety-eight, I think it was. Ninety-eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's really interesting when you say you'd been, you know, we'll say, 
in that sort of field for five or six years. Mm. The number of people I've said um, who, when you mention, you go say mention the word polyamory, and they go, "What does that mean?" And mm. you know, give a definition. Oh, I've been doing that for years. Yes. Is that's what it's called? Yes. That's exactly what we said. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's a word for us. There's yeah. a word. We exist. We're not, we, we are exist. a tribe yeah. of sorts. And we're not the only weirdos in the world. That was really, mm. I think, my, my biggest thought. Well, that's the thing. And I think I, my guess is a lot of people from trans, from mm. gay, lesbian, bi, even mm. gay and lesbian in this day and age will probably relate to that, that feeling of isolation at first and then a sense of connectedness. So I mm. think there's strong parallels in there to between all those across and between all those issues. Mm. And and thank God for the internet. Yes. And being able to, uh, you know, find information on whatever it is that you're interested in. I've got a friend who works for the Gay and Lesbian Archives who talks about, you know, letters that they have from the 19th century or the early 20th century from people who, um, you know, had been closeted all their lives and in their 50s or 60s are writing their first letter, which is their first coming out mm. to somebody, you know. Yeah. It's just sad, really mm. sad. And it's just fabulous now that we do not have to, you know, put up with that isolation. Totally. There is a greater, much greater sense of um, connectedness than there was before. We'll talk about that more. Just need to have a quick breather. But um, in the meantime, um, let's have a listen to a track from Stephen Gelman and, well, a very northern, one could say a northern hemisphere album, Songs of Winter's Cheer. It's his Christmas album, but this one covers bound, um, is diverse. It's a Jewish Christmas. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally and guest Anne Hunter. Right now, voices is a program about housing rights for people with disabilities. Our show goes to air on Wednesdays at 6pm once a month. On FreeCR Community Radio. Promote your community event, be it a rally, meeting, fundraising gig, call-out for entries or piece of agiprop on 3CR's online community calendar. Not-for-profit community organisations and activist artists are invited to upload community event information and event poster or photos. Go to 3cr.org.au and click on Add Your Community Event Here on the right-hand column under Community Events. 3CR. Spreading the seeds of dissent. Spreading those seeds. That's 3CR. <clears throat> seeds in abundance. And out of the pan show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender with your host, me, Sally Goldner, and guest Anna Hunter. Prior to those messages, we heard from Stephen Gelman from Songs of Winter's Cheer, live from Hill Chapel, recorded this time last year, released this year, and a Jewish Christmas. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, we, we need more songs for this time of the year that aren't necessarily about snow, and also 
I don't know lots of people are religious. Cool if that makes you happy, but also ones that aren't. You know, this that seems to be one, that could be one of them for sure. Mad Magazine had some fabulous carols, um, send ups and uh, commentary, commentaries on what actually happens at Christmas, as opposed to the happy family ideal. Ah, okay. Um, and that's a recent edition, or oh, I'm actually remembering one from years ago, but uh, mm. they probably do it every year, I suspect. Yeah, yeah. So we need we need stuff like that, and mm. um, tracks like Paul Kelly's "How to Make Gravy" and mm. um, all those sorts of things, mm. um, just to give everyone a bit of thought at this time of the year. But happy Christmas, Hanukkah, solstice, and anything I've missed out. Tim Minchin, "Wine in the Sun." That's another good one. Yes, ah, I don't know that one. Mm. Okay, white wine in the sun. All right, I'll be tracking that one down during the week to play next week, which will be the last show for the year. All right, abundance, sowing seeds of abundance, polyamory, 3CR style, polyamory, Janet Hardy. Um, so you mentioned that, of course, the big, you know, the in my best world wrestling entertainment voice, the main event um, is the polyamory intensive in Melbourne, but she's also here for lots of other stuff, and we don't believe in Melbourne-Sydney rivalry either. True. So let's run through the list of things that she's doing. Yeah. Um, she's uh, at the Sydney Festival of Really Good Sex. Um, in uh, That's the long weekend, mm-hmm. um, the um, Asian Australia Day, Day weekend. 20, yeah. Uh, was it? 23rd to 27th. 23rd to 27th. Around yep. that time, yes. Um, she's doing a spanking workshop. Now, this is an amazing event yeah. uh, because not only do you have Janet, you have Helena May whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and Molly Malone, who is one of the world's you know, top international spankies, mm-hmm. um, all three of them running a spanking workshop. That is just going to be amazing. That's on the 31st, mm-hmm. um, Saturday the 31st. Uh, then on Sunday the first, of course, is Pride March. Yes. And what what one thing that we're really touched about is Janet is choosing to spend her sixtieth birthday with her friends in Melbourne. That's amazing. So we are having the after party of the year after Pride March. Um, we're having a a, a, a celebrate uh, after Pride celebration and celebrate Janet's sixtieth birthday. That's going to be so much fun. It's going to be hot as part of the hot Australian summer. Oh, yeah. It's going to be really incredible, truly yeah. incredible. And then there's um, – now, I can't remember the date. There's an information night on – is it the f- Friday the 6th, um, I think? That rings a bell, says yeah, me. Yeah, I haven't got it in front of me. Sorry, I should have uh, brought it in. But I think it's Friday the 6th as well. Um so there are she's just it's a it's a festival of Janet. It's going to be fabulous, really awesome and something for everybody um in in that mix. Well, definitely and there is a Facebook page Janet Hardy Australian Tour. So yeah, the um the spanking one in Melbourne um is on Saturday the 31st. 31st that's right. That's the, a full day workshop that Full one. day workshop. There's an evening with Janet Hardy at um the fabulous Hairs and Hyenas on yes. the Friday the 30th. Oh, the 30th, right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And a big woohoo to Hairs and Hyenas who got their crowdfunding target to yes. do their, to do their um, soundproofing, soundproofing, et cetera, so we can stay open later at the, at the queer, at queer and Rainbowish headquarters. Yep. Um, so there's all those sorts of things. And, yes, as you mentioned, um, she's part of um, what, the Sydney in Sydney, the Festival of Good Sex, Janet Hardy, um, but as you say, along with Helena May and Holly Malone, but other groups, 
big names in that sort of broad area. Deesh, Juventus, and Uma Furman, mm, Gallivanting, yes, Cindy Tarnell. Yes, yes. Um, it's Ruby. going to be an astonishing event. Um, that is, um, well, I'm going to do it again. That is the WrestleMania of, um, <laughs> of sex events. It's the it's the grandparent of them all. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And I'm, I wish, oh gosh, I wish we've got to get those Tardises working from Melbourne to Sydney. Gosh, I'd love to be there. Mm, um, mm. There are just so many good events and good things happening there and other people I don't know about. But, hey, get in touch with me, Weez and Ho, Natalia B and Dr. Emma Michelle and, and, and Annette, Luc- I presume it's Luce, and Dr. Peter B, I believe, who is the organiser. Mm, yeah, the- so, yeah, you, you can go to reallygoodsex.net to find out more about that one. So, yeah, Janet, I, I'm just, I, I, did, I did sort of hear through the grapevine Janet wanted to spend her 60th here. And I, I was really moved by that. I mean, mm. you know, she lives in, you know, on the west coast of the USA, which, of course, is, you know, TARDIS is not working <laughs> there. That's a long way away, or so it seems, even in this day and age of, you know, planes and everything else. Mm. I, I think that's you know, pretty awesome. Um, that I'm really honoured that she wanted to come here to Wacky Right Hand Turn City and have the birthday here. Yes, we are all just blown away by that. Absolutely, deeply honoured. And of course, we are all pulling out all the stops to make sure that um, we make it the best party she's ever had. Well, definitely, we really need our um, well, not just the poly community, as you say. Janet is one of the more, you know. You know, not just far, far beyond 101. She's at, you know, 999 or something on gender, which still mm, not a lot of mm. people are. Yeah, she's one of the leading thinkers um, yeah. on gender issues. So this party will be very safe for trans and gender diverse people. Absolutely. Absolutely, in, yes. In yeah. terms of gender identity and gender expression. I should just add just um, that I'm helping to organise it in some ways just so there's mm. no conflict of interest. But I'd really recommend people come along it will be very safe there'll be lots of things to do and um, things to be and see and can we mention that if you're interested in coming to that you really really have to book up soon because there are a maximum of 100 tickets and they have already sold more than half already yes um, it ticked over ticked over half in the last couple of days and I must admit I'm having some pre-Christmas fiscal limitations but I decided to book mine because I don't care yeah I booked I booked mine the, the, the moment it came um, available. Yeah, um, it's going to be fabulous, and it's it's, it's accessible too um, to people of lower incomes. So yeah. there's a, a range of prices, yes. and we encourage people to choose the one that works for them. Cool. So lots of events. Um, yeah, Janet Hardy Australian tour, and um, also there is an event for the the party, mm. um, which is and then you can go to a link to book through Eventbrite. You may need to scroll down a bit, I think, but um, it's definitely there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all on that page. So that very, page. very exciting balls. Yep. All right. Um, well, we'll have another breather, and. Well, here's a bit of a, a, an out-of-the-pan debut um, from a local um, artist who popped this on her Facebook page um, a couple of weeks ago, and I just fell in love with this track, which is, we'll say, 95% instrumental, called Sixth Sense. Um, I think it's I think I'm okay to say an out-trans woman in Ashley Apple Crumble, to use the Facebook name. Have a listen to this, everyone, and if you... Well, I just... I just found this awesome um and that's i'm building it up but i'm willing to risk doing it um so some premier local independent queer music on 3cr 855 am digital 3cr.org.au out of the pan with sally and guest Anne hunter 
How awesome is that? Ashley Apple Crumble and Sixth Sense, um, a track she recorded herself. Um, wow. Mm. Uh, I just I just love all of that. It's just so smooth. Mm. Um, so some brilliant queer musical talent. I think we've got to start getting a queer musical jam of some sort going. That is an excellent idea. We've been talking about that in the poly community, actually. We've got a lot of musos. It'd be great. Yeah, so a poly, poly and queer jam, um, marmalade, kumquat and all flavours in between. <laughs> it's jam week. Yeah, so some amazing, talented, inspirational people everywhere, but um, I'm not sure about sexual orientation or anything, but we sadly, we've got to, I feel we've got to talk about it, we lost someone who was a major human inspiration during the week in Stella Young and for a show that values diversity and in a sense, human rights. I feel it would be remiss if we didn't mm. chat about that. Um, yeah, really, really sad to see Stella go. And as her friend said, she wasn't done yet. She was such a force in the world. That was the thing. It had felt like she'd only just started. Um, mm. You know, yeah. she'd just done the first big comedy festival show earlier this year. Mm. Um, I either produced or directed by along um, the fabulous Nellie Thomas, um, who's a mm. big friend of ours. And mm. um, But she just she she just seemed to be able to touch people, um, Stella Young. And yeah, she really did. And, and you know, she we all know the the uh, TED Talk about not being inspiration porn. Um, but she was somebody who touched people. Um, and I think it was, um, you know, sometimes you hear other people who are, uh, inspirational, and they have they have great ideas, and you think about them, and they get you intellectually. But Stella really got you where you lived. Mm-hmm. She really um, reached in. She just refused to be made into anything that she wasn't. She just insisted on being herself. Yeah. Um, and there is no way that you could put that woman in a box of any sort. Yeah. She, you know, knowing no boundaries, <laughs> she, she was fabulous for that. And um, and she had such energy and drive and determination and courage and just more than courage. It was just like she didn't even think about it. She just stood up for what she – and fought – for what she believed in and wanted and uh, was really clear about it. Yeah, it was that sense of authenticity and mm. truth to soul as a person mm. and as much as dare I contradict in a way, I think she was inspirational in that way mm. and not because of, a, of an, I'll say, an attribute, um, which could, could have been easy to focus on, but she didn't, as you say, she didn't want that. She just wanted to be the person. Mm. And I think, yes, in you know, it is important We people have role models and can connect to things, you know, um, Janet Hardy, you know. Mm. Um, but and I think Stella did that even if she didn't want to, but she just, there was far more, as you say. That was the thing. Yeah, there was so much more to come. And it is really sad to see her 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 passing. And it was interesting re-watching or re-reading the, you know, her, her um, letter from her uh, to her 80-year-old self. Yeah where she said um, that she realised at at, at, uh, 30, was it, that it was too late to die young? It's like, no, this was too young. This was just too young, so too young. And I think that that and the suddenness has been obviously a major part of the sadness and shock that people from 
I'll call it the the human rights world and also the comedy world. Yes, you know, and the queer world. And the queer world. Yeah. Um, she just seemed to have such a connection to that. Yes. Um, and as per the you know the tribute at Hez and Hyenas Friday night, which unfortunately neither of us could get to. If anyone listening did get there and has any thoughts, pop them to us by the usual means of communication. Love mm. to hear about it. But um, and I, di- I did see. Uh, on Facebook, the letter Jack's, Jackie Brown wrote to Stella this week, mm. um, which was pretty moving as well, um, which, oh, wow, how, how do you write that? How do you perform, mm. say, perform it or present it, so to speak? Mm. So, yeah, an amazing, amazing person. Yep, mm. yep. Will be very, very much missed. Very much missed, but I also think has inspired people um, to keep her work going in the best way that they can. And um, in regardless of, as, as we say, the field or the attribute, I just think she had that sort of spirit. So, mm. yeah, too short. We enjoyed it while we can, but we'll keep the spirit going. Yep, and as you say, whether she liked it or not, she will and has and will continue to inspire people. Yeah, but her way. <laughs> yes, by being herself. That's exactly it. Um, yeah, so... And, well, look, the other topic we touched on earlier, and Stella certainly got a mention at the Australian Human Rights Awards Wednesday night, and there was a um, a video tribute that was put together mm. um, about her. And, you know, just a very emotional room, um, as, as could be imagined in that community. Mm, it yes. was an incredible night. And, of course, um, David Hicks not being silenced um, and heckling George Brands, which was interesting, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting um, award night, wasn't it? It was, um, yeah, quite um, like quite often, you know, you go to things like that and you hear speeches and you kind of, you know, you listen to them but you're sort of half thinking about something else. Mm. That was fascinating. It was really interesting. I really enjoyed seeing it on the, the, the thing online. Yeah, the web stream is yeah, there. Yeah, the web stream. It was great. Via the Australian Human Rights website, or it might be on YouTube as well now, not sure. But, mm. um, yeah, um, well, look. And, and well done again. Thank you. Look, a great look. acceptance speech. It was really terrific. It's oh. so inclusive. Wow. Look, it was an incredible night. I mean, <clears throat> I was sort of trying, I admit that I was sort of trying to keep calm, but as I got onto the plane, it was like, oh, God, this is getting exciting. And then got there thanks to two dear friends of ours I'll just say G and S in Sydney who um, let me a bed for the night um, and sort of the in the words of Bill Laurie the tension and drama began to build or was that Richie Benno but um, um, just as we're about two awards away from the category transgender victorious and they go now we'll have a short intermission <laughs> yes I noticed that yes. it's like oh god that was the longest intermission I've ever experienced <laughs> um, and I still you know, finally they announced it, and I, I was still almost not believing it as they said it. Yeah, uh, it just, you know, it just, it was amazing. And yes, thank you. It was a. Is I, that because it's been such a long trot to try to get trans issues on the agenda of things like human rights? Is that why it's hard to believe? Well, yeah, and both personally and I think generally that is a fair call because you know I remember say 2000 when Victoria added its equal opportunity law there were only about three groups supporting transgender Victoria um, Freedom Socialist Party slash Radical Women um, Alison Thorne and Debbie Brennan who have each been on this program many times who are just long time supporters of trans Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby and maybe one or two others and the rest 
well, we weren't really there. It was, oh, they're those strange people. They're those weird people in the corner. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you remember times like that. And sure, mm-hmm. it's accelerated in the last few years. I remember 2010 when there was reforms to Victoria's Equal Opportunity Law and people were cross-checking their submissions with Transgender Victoria. Mm-hmm. But then the last couple of years have been incredible and now now this. So there are, I suppose, all those memories and there was a very poignant moment a woman came up to me afterwards and said she represented a, a trans person in a legal case and um, they didn't win and that sort of got me going that someone in 2007 this case was stood up and got some pretty bad treatment from the mm-hmm. court um, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell this story um, or this particular bit of it one male judge who as judges possibly allegedly in someone's opinion do had nodded off a bit suddenly woke up and said, this is a case about women. Why have I got a man standing in front of me about the trans women appellant? You're joking. I am serious. Oh, my goodness. And so this woman who was talking to me had represented the trans woman and it just got me thinking about the people who had stood up when times were a lot tougher. And yes. That, that was where we, well, we had to reach for the handkerchiefs um, yes. a bit. Yes, um, yes. So there's that sense of where we've been in the past, but... Look, here we are in the presence that trans is in Australia definitely on the human rights landscape. We are considered mm. a valid issue and people are trying to work with us. Mm. And mm. I just put my call mm. out to the trans community that, hey, it can happen. We've just mm. got to be professional and mm. dignified about it. I mm. think there's still a bit too much of what I call fist-in-face advocacy mm-hmm. going on and mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, that's my experience And too. we don't need to do it now anyway. Mm. And... I, you know, look, the, the groups who I know are still battling, um, you know, I mean, ones I identify with myself, bisexual and polyamory, whilst, mm. you know, there's progress happening, still distance to travel, but others, as much as I can say, if I don't identify with them, intersex and people working in the sex industry, where mm. there's still much mm. prejudice, as we've seen in Britain mm. over the last couple oh, of weeks. Oh, yes, yes. Um, you know, but the thing is, I just... You know, I hope it gives a sense of hope to people that it can happen, it mm. can shift, mm. and um, you know that things can change. So mm. um, I remember I... years and years ago when I was working um, in the area of clergy sexual assault before clergy sexual abuse term had been coined. This mm. is the late eighties, early nineties. Somebody saying, "Don't look at the immediate battle; look at the twenty-year war." Yeah, and I think that's the kind of helicopter view you need to take. Yes. Or else you just get destroyed by each battle. Yep. But um, it's been an amazing, amazing fight that you've been contributing. You and, as you said in your speech, Kayleen and uh, all of your compatriots have been fighting for so long and you so deserve that award. Well done. Yeah, no, it it was really exciting. There was... um in the words of a two Ronnie's cereal, the, there was not very much sleep for anyone in the house that night on Wednesday <laughs> night. I bet. Um, but gradually um, come back to earth a bit. Um, but, yeah, very, very grateful um, for people who have supported Transgender Victoria, have been involved. Um, there's been some long-term contributors who, within the organisation, Brenda Appleton, Lauren Christopher and previously Jane Munro, who deserve a lot of credit as well. But mm. recent people like Grace Lee, Lou Cooper and Gavril Alexanders, um, mm. Gavril in particular, who built up Transgender Victoria's branding and website, mm. um, you know, and, you know, redid all that, which I think sort of made us just more visible mm. and people realised what was going on. So that, you know, they've played a huge part as well, but a lot mm. of people have. And 
a lot of people have supported us. It, it really takes a team, a large community, mm. doesn't it, to to change attitudes Australia-wide or worldwide. It, it takes so many people. Well, yeah, and this is the good thing now. There's lots of people in Australia who are visible each in their own way. Um, and, of course, in the US, Laverne Cox mm. and Chas Bono and mm. others around the world. And it just does seem like there's momentum in it, you know, that you know, there is a wave that's, you know, you know, sort of cr- you know, curling, so to speak. Mm. And so, as I say, to people who do feel it's a battle, you know, um, dare to dream with your eyes open. Yes, indeed. All right, we'll have a couple of messages and then come back and wrap it up with things that are coming up and anything that we forgot earlier. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Anne Hunter. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well-crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. This is East Bay Ray from Dead Kennedys. You're listening to Community Radio 3CR, 855 kilohertz on your AM dial. Have an orgasm for Christ. And that one was done without warning Anne Hunter. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, that's right. Sex, sex, positive religion. Um, we wish you a merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, lots of sex positive things and good things in the trans and queer communities coming up. Which I dropped my bits of paper on the floor. You won't be able to know about. Um, so, where are they all? Um, what have we got? Um, we have coming up this week. Um, Bet TV. Um, transmission time has finished, but um, they are talking, looking at some of the footage from the World AIDS Conference um, in Melbourne in July, major highlight of the Melbourne year. They have um, the exclusive bootleg footage of Bill Clinton, but um, also talk to people from um, Dutch activist Colin Dixon, but also talking sex work, the Scarlet Alliance's Janelle Fawkes about sex worker issues locally and globally, and we touched on the ridiculous... Um, you know, sexist anti-porn laws in Britain um, mm. that people can't explain why they, you know, are, are so one-sided. Yes, you know. so incredibly misogynist. Mm. So good to see lots of people over there speak um, speaking up. Um, yep, uh, some really uh, visible um, um, protesters. Definitely. Uh, and it, I haven't got that Monty Python track with me today, though. <laughs> uh, you perhaps you know the one we mean, and it's not the one about lumberjacks, but uh, <laughs> or cheese or something. Anyway, um, but um, a lot on this show about HIV and also and say so talking to Scarlet Alliance. So um, tune in to Bent TV. Um, the Seahorse Cafe Night is um, because the which is normally the fourth um, Wednesday is. Um, because that would be Christmas Eve, it's going to the third Wednesday in a different venue in Brunswick. Um, check out um, Seahorse um, email details, seahorsevic at gmail.com. Um, so um, that's one for trans people. 
I'm pretty sure Ozgender is on this Saturday, the third Saturday of the month. Check out ozgender.com. And then I'm not... Ooh, um, and I think there's more coming up. So a lot's coming up, but also Tuesday week, um, the 23rd, it's not so close to Christmas, so the Buy Discussion Group, which always happens on the fourth Tuesday of the month, is going ahead as usual. And even if there's only a few of us and we hit the Parkview's Pub Grub, um, we'll be there. So, um, yeah, lots of... Um, uh, there's still things going on, but as I always say at this time of year, check your local guides for details because some events go on and some don't. Um, I'm pretty sure Polly Vic would be happening on the 28th. Yeah, I think, yeah, they're, they're still having a social. Yes. Yes. And at Palookaville. At Palookaville, Polly headquarters. And, of course, welcome to the new committee that was elected uh, last mm. month. Some the last AGM. Last yep. AGM, yes. Some some noobs, as I say. Mm. Um, but Mero, Mero Little Box continuing on as Madam President. So well done to her. And, um, yeah, exciting times for the poly community. Um, it certainly is. Yeah, and I, th- I suppose mentioning all those communities and where to next, I'd love to see more um, just talking between um, communities would be great. Um, you know, sort of more how can we integrate more. And I hope some of these events, you know, like the Janet Hardy party, which is welcoming to all. And I know F2M shared events, FTM shared events are, um, you know, very positive as well. Mm. Um, I'd love to see more of those sorts of things happening that, you know, sort of brought communities close together. We, I don't, I think we've come a long way in Melbourne in terms of communities not squabbling so much, but now let's do the positive stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. Some more, um, Cross-pollination. Cross-pollination, yes. yes. <laughs> All right, better wrap it up there um, and um, take it out. And I'm going to dedicate the last track today to Stella Young, um, Van Halen's um, dreams, sometimes called Higher, um, because she lived her dreams and did go higher. Um, and hopefully we can emulate her each in our own true way. Um, Anne Hunter, thank you so much for coming in and talking Janet Hardy and polyamory. Delight as always. Thanks, Sally. And um, to everyone, thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you for the last show of the year next week.